Hey everyone, it's Mike with your midday update for uh, December 17th. So right now we have uh, Q's and S&P both up around 40 basis points. Um, we have yields rising just a little, back to around 94 basis points. Um, <coughs> we also have the dollar weaker today. Uh, and, you know, when we look at the overall market, at least... The futures are back to the 3710 level, and that's kind of the level that's been the high level going back now to uh, December 9th. Um, we really haven't, uh, to this point, pushed beyond it. Uh, again, it, it could just be an indication that that's, you know, a firm level that the futures are kind of hanging on to, uh, and perhaps it has something to do with options expiration uh, tomorrow. Uh, uh, Again, I mean, we'll have to see. Obviously, the index options expire versus the cash market, not the future. So, uh, but there is op, um, op, um, there is expiration for options and futures tomorrow is uh, for futures tomorrow as well. So, um, you know, certainly uh, there's probably some positioning around that going on there too. Uh, so basically, when we kind of think about where we are, again, I don't really. Uh, you know, I don't really see much that's really changed. Um, when you look at the patterns in the futures, they're uh, still well within that triangle pattern. We've kind of been watching uh, the RSI is around 65.66. So, I mean, technically it could rise a little bit more uh, based off of that alone. You know, but again, when you look at the number of stocks above their 50-day moving average, uh, that's, you know, pretty high near... Uh, 83%, 85% is typically kind of the upper end of the range. Uh, the only time we really saw it much higher than that was uh, in June, which turned out to really be the kind of, uh, at the point, at that point in time, the peak for a lot of cyclical stocks. Uh, it, took, it took a few months to get back over it. And the only time you really saw it higher uh, beyond that was in February of 2019. Um and then you'd have to go all the way back to uh, August of 2016 and February of 2016. So um, again, th these are kind of momentum indications that you know suggest that we're at the upper end of uh, a range. Uh, the number of stocks above their 200-day are at 91.5%. Again, an extremely high level. Um, so right now, I'm still kind of sticking with the original thesis here that that we're kind of in a wave five of five in, in the futures and that we're likely to see a, uh, what could be a meaningful correction. I know it doesn't seem like it today, but again, I, I don't really see much to, to change that view. I understand that cash markets are doing certain things, but when you look at the QQQ, for example, uh, you know, it did fall out of the triangle last week. And today we're almost, uh, basically when you look, you can see we're kind of testing the breakdown of that trend line. And that's not uncommon to see when you break a trend, you see a retest of the trend uh, before you begin moving in the opposite direction. Uh, would I you know, like to see the Qs get over 70 on the RSI? Sure, they're at 67 and a half. Um, so I would like to see them get a little bit higher. But uh, again, I don't think they're going to have that much more to go. Th three, 312 and a half is probably uh, enough to get it there. And that's the very end of the of the that would get us right to the trend line. Um, so, and you're also seeing the same thing in the XLK. So again, XLK 68 
getting overbought levels, testing the breakdown of the trend from last week. So these are important things to, to note. And uh, uh, these are also indica indicative of a break of trend and you get confirmation of the break of the trend by retesting it. Uh, so again, that's not uncommon. You know, you're also seeing a lot of uh, euphoria in, in things like Bitcoin. I mean, people are just obviously, uh, I mean, it was up over 10%, then it was up 6%, now it's up 8%. I mean, these are these are insane moves taking place. And, um, you know, when you look at a stock like Roku today, which is up, uh, well, now it's up 2%, but it was up to as high as uh, 352 today on this news that HBO Max is going to be available on the platform. It's like... You got to be kidding me. Um, what is that going to do uh, to their revenue stream? I mean, are people going to run out now and buy a Roku player specifically because they got HBO Max? I mean, chances are if they haven't bought a Roku player by now, they're not going to do it just because HBO Max is available on the platform. I, I, I don't understand that. Um, you know, you don't need a Roku player to get HBO Max. You can get it right from your cable provider. At least you can here. Um, so I don't, <coughs> I don't, I don't understand that. Um, and that kind of, again, is an illustration of some of this, uh, euphoria I think you're seeing in some of these names. And, um, uh, again, uh, it's just people chasing, you know, things higher, trying to make basically, uh, to put it in a simple term, quick money. And, you know, what do you see today? You see, you know, the stock rising as implied volatility levels are rising for Roku. Normally, a negative indication that uh, you're kind of starting to see some of that uh, convexity squeeze taking place. Now, the implied volatility level would need to rise still further on Roku before we can really say that. But again, it could be the makings of that type of squeeze, and we know what happens when the squeeze pops. I mean, you could look at snow for the perfect example. Um, so again, I, I kind of look at some of these things and I'm, I'm, I'm mystified by what really happens and, and, and just the chasing of them. I mean, Shopify is up, uh, a lot the last couple days. And that's another name that I'm surprised by because I, I believe if I heard the news correctly, Amazon was thinking of going into that type of business line. Uh, that shouldn't have sent Shopify higher. It should have sent Shopify, uh, significantly lower. Um, maybe I misunderstood the news. Maybe I didn't hear it correctly, but that's what I thought they said the other day. And the stock has just reacted in a way that uh, makes absolutely no sense to me. When you look at Amazon, again, uh, kind of testing, trying to break out, hasn't really successfully done it yet. Uh, AMD still kind of hovering around the 96 level. I know it got a little above 96 and we talked about 96 being the key level, but I mean, 9680, uh, not really a significant breakout at this point. So you know, again, at this point, I'm continuing to kind of hold this stance that I think um, there are a lot of signs in this market of a lot of froth. And, you know, maybe it doesn't clear out by the end of December. Uh, maybe it takes uh, the, the new year for some of this to happen. I don't know. But again, these are kind of indicators to me that continue to suggest that this is, you know, I think there's something setting up here for something that's going to be uh, a, a steeper nature drawback that I think no one's really expecting. Um, it may take the VIX falling a little more uh, again, but until we clear 3710 on the on the futures, my feeling is, is that why why change the viewpoint until that happens and and until those retests of the downtrend of the uptrends that were broken 
are are unsuccessful, right? Meaning we continue to go up. Again, there's no real reason to change uh, the um, the thought process. So anyway, have a good day, and I hope I'll talk to you later if uh, needed.